0: Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss.
1: This episode of How to Be Sound is sponsored by Sensius Laser Hair and Tattoo Removal, with five clinics spanning across Ireland and the UK. Sensius provides laser hair removal as well as red vein removal, fungal nail treatment, and laser tattoo removal, all in super bright and shiny premises with ridiculously friendly staff. I should know because I've been lasering off my lower back tattoo for the past year or so, and while it's not completely gone, it's more a whisper than a shout these days. Get 10% off course of laser hair or tattoo removal at Sensius by quoting How to Be Sound when booking. That's sensius.ie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Be Sound. You may notice that today is Wednesday and the podcast usually comes out on Thursday. And the reason it's coming out today is because this is a special Jazz Hands Valentine's Day edition where we're talking all about love, but mostly about how to meet somebody with no firm conclusions. I should just say that at the very, very beginning. If you're one of my patrons, thank you so much. I have set up a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash sound And for the bargain price of $3.33 per month... I I don't know why it's in dollars. It's just... America rules everything. You can become a patron and you can help support the podcast, which I really appreciate. It helps me pay for my lovely producer, Liam. And also, like, other things. Like, things I want to buy, like, books. Nothing very expensive. Anyway. Today I am joined first by... A very very special guest, Tess Purcell, who is a yoga teacher, but also, and more crucially to the theme of this podcast, she is a singleton. Would that be accurate? Like that description? I feel like there should be dun 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 after that. <laughs> do you think you could be putting that on your Instagram bio now, like Tess Purcell, yogi, <laughs> singleton, wanderer?
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Describe yourself in three words. Yeah, okay, let's let's do that. God, that sounds so sad. I
1: like it. Do you sit at home listening to all by myself, constantly, over and over on again? repeat? And while I'm watching Bridget Jones. I <laughs> First love Bridget Jones. I also, do I? Well, you know what I watched the other day? I watched How to Be Single, which is absolutely rubbish. It is a movie with uh, Dakota Johnson and Rebel Wilson. Alison Brie is in it for a moment, and a very hot guy who I don't know who he is. So you'll just have to watch the rubbish film to find out. Okay, but. It's basically, uh, Dakota Johnson decides to go, quote-unquote, on a break from her long-term boyfriend. And she meets Rebel Wilson, who teaches her how to be single. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It was absolutely shit. Is there hilarious consequences? No. And the most hilarious thing about it was, I Instagram storied about it and I said, this is the worst film I've ever seen. And a guy messaged me and said, no, I really don't think it's the worst film. There are definitely a lot worse films than it. Okay. I was Thanks. Like, no. This is an opinion. And <laughs> I, I really think list. it's the worst. <laughs> Hi, cool. On. Oh, there's the dog. Literally every single podcast she noses her way into the room. What are you guys doing? Um, so tell me about your single your fabulous single life.
2: Oh, I think fabulous is probably a stretch. <laughs>
1: it's not that fabulous.
2: Um, so I have been single for the last, I suppose, 6 years at this stage. Cuz my birthday is in 2 weeks and I broke up with my last boyfriend in or around my 30th birthday. Um, And I was with him for a very, very, very long time.
1: So I spent the last five... I really want to know what happened around your 30th birthday that caused this breakup.
2: Um, Well, it wasn't really because I was turning turning 30, uh, which is kind of a hard thing to say. Did he
1: trade you in for a younger model? No, he didn't. Um, Sorry. (laughs) I broke up with him, I would just like to say. (laughs) For the record.
2: But I know it was just one of those situations. We were together for like 10 years. I spent my entire 20s with him. And he's great. Like he's a he's a really cool guy. Um, but he just wasn't the guy for me. And I spent two years wrestling with the des- decision to break up with him. Hey, and eventually, so hard. we did break up. But if there's a thing like when you turn thirty, when you in or around like your 28, 29 30th birthday, like it's a shift in your um, kind of mind. Like the thing is this a yoga thing. It is a yoga thing. yeah. Oh. so there's a shift in, in your mind, and there's a shift every thirty years. Is a change. This is kind of a thing you can subscribe to it or not but apparently there is and uh, people m- make life decisions and one of my life decisions was to uh, break up with my now ex-boyfriend so um, but yeah that happened and that was fine but I didn't wallow didn't wallow in self-pity and decided to uh, make up for last time oh and have you <laughs> I did. I mean, I was talking to someone at the weekend about that, how um, when you break up with somebody after having gone out with them for like years and years and years, that people tend to do that. They tend to um, make up for that lost time, whether that is having lots and lots
1: of sex. Or just, I was just like, about to say, like, can we be explicit? You're talking about riding.
2: <laughs> it's kind of, it gets to a point where it's a bit vacuous as well. And it doesn't really mean anything in the end. And you kind of realise, OK, well, I need to take a swim in Lake Me and stop having sex with random strangers random, yeah
1: I often think you know when people talk about one night stands I kind of always think that one night stands are really pointless because either it's crap and you wish it had never happened or it's amazing and you want it to happen again which makes it not a one night stand or makes it a one night stand that you're then annoyed and upset about because yeah. you're like why did he never call or why did I never see him again you yeah know what I mean
2: yeah yeah one night stands are funny like they're just I mean I've had one or two and uh I mean, like that, they can be great and you wake up the next day and you're trying to be all cool and aloof and be like, oh yeah, so... Call you, yeah, or else you're just like really needy. Like,
1: please stay, let's go get breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we? Um, what are you doing now? Do you want to go for brunch? You know what? I thought it'd be really nice if we just like hung over and went to the cinema. Yeah. I did that once. It wasn't really a one night stand, but it was like a very casual thing. And I was like, we're both hung over, let's go to the cinema. And I think he was just like railroaded into it, yeah. And I was like, we're dating now, <laughs> we spent the whole weekend together, we yeah. love, <laughs> yeah. I
2: kind of did that as well, especially like at the kind of beginning of my singledomness after the breakup in that um, I was so used to kind of being with somebody for so long and kind of waking up on a Saturday and doing things. And so yeah, that when I woke yeah, up yeah. with somebody else, I would just expect that we would be spending the day together yeah. or whatever. Or you would do things. Yeah, exactly. Whereas he obviously had other ideas and he needed to go home and not be with this crazy bitch. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what is, like, this is such a, this actually feels like that scene in Bridget Jones where they're at the dinner party. What a single life like these days. It's I'm an asshole. <laughs>
2: I mean it's fine it is it is what it is it is what you make of it I'm not I'm not a lonely single like I'm not a lonely person I, uh, I, I enjoy my life very much I'm in a place right now where I have kind of finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up and that's a yoga teacher And my day job as well And I just But you might change your mind When you turn 60 I might change my mind When I turn 60 But that's okay And I'm okay yeah, with that yeah. So like When I had to fill out Your CIO form at 18 It was like What do you want to be For the rest of your life And you're just like I don't know I'll just do anything I'll do arts and UCC
1: Is that coming through? That's the smoke alarm oh. <laughs> That's
2: them Like big alarm bells You're single <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, very content. And I was talking to another friend of mine about um about kind of like this thing where you're told that you have to be you have to get married, you have to have a job, mm. you have to have a baby and you're you know, you're checking boxes all along the way and you know, obviously life isn't like that and that's okay and sometimes People don't end up with somebody. You don't always have a partner at the end of the day. Yeah. And I was talking to my friend about it and I was saying, I'm, I'm okay with that. If that doesn't happen for me, that's fine. I don't mind. I mean, obviously, I'd like to find somebody and find that special person or whoever he or she may be. But if I don't find them, I'm perfectly happy with the way things are. And would you
1: like to have kids? Because that's, I think, like, like the main problem, for yeah. want of be a better word, for women is that you may not have like, like we may not have a problem being single and I don't conceptually hate the idea of not having a life partner, but I don't want to have kids. So I think it's kind of easier for me. And yeah. I do wonder if you're somebody who's always thought about having kids that makes it that much harder, especially in Ireland where like adopting as difficult as it is, adopting as yeah. a single person, I think is pretty much impossible. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've, I've thought about it quite a bit, especially because I'm turning six right now and, uh, you know you're told you know once you're past 35 your chances of getting pregnant are very slim. I think
1: think you you, you would be a geriatric mother I'd be a geriatric mother at 35 or
2: or over I think yeah 35 or 36 something like that yeah so um, yeah thanks for that world Um, but it's kind of I I don't know if I want kids but I think if I if I did want kids it would be with somebody I'm with and not just to have kids because that's what my body can do if that makes sense yeah yeah I'm not
1: sure to be honest I'm still kind of two minds about the whole kids thing.
2: Yeah, I, think, I person, mean, so.
1: obviously some people are very much like, I, re- I really want a kid and I've always known this. But I think for other people, it's almost like you might meet somebody and go, I'm really interested to see what our child would be like. Do you know what I mean? That it yeah. kind of becomes a like, I don't want a kid for the sake of having a kid, but I love you so much. And, and I really want us to have, to have this experience and us to have this child yeah. together. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I suppose, I don't think I've really thought about it like that I mean I was listening to Oprah's podcast and she was saying before about one of the reasons she doesn't have kids is because she wouldn't be able to give that child a hundred percent so she would have to sacrifice something to in order to do that so that's one of the reasons why she doesn't have children so it's kind of she she's not she's too selfish. To have a child, basically, is the, the reading I got from that.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting. But I do think, though, m- like, anybody listening to this who has kids is like, no, you just find time. Because I know, like, like anybody I know, I, I know a couple who have, I think, three kids. And after the second kid, they were like, we're not having any more kids because, and I think, was it the the husband or the, the woman said something like, I, I don't have enough space. Like, I feel like if I have another kid, I'll be diluting the love that I have for the first two kids, which yeah. I thought was kind of a funny and interesting concept. Yeah. But you don't, as in you find time for you. Like, look at that coupler they're always rolling out in the late late show. Have like sixteen hundred kids. I think <laughs> yeah. they have probably sixteen by now.
2: Well, uh, I have a friend of mine. Um, she she's a yoga teacher. and She's seven kids. So she finds time for yoga. She to, needs yoga. She needs yoga. Completely. She needs to be in
1: downward dog for a lot of her day. <laughs> yeah, like, 100%. That is a stressful time at home.
2: <laughs> but I mean, she's great. She's loads of energy. She's loads of um, like time and space that she gives her kids and her husband and for herself as well. So like anything you do, I suppose you do, if you want to have kids, you will find the time for it. Yeah, It's like anything. You yeah. have a dog, you'll find time for a dog. So
1: Well, I'd, I'd actually argue that finding time for a dog is more difficult than finding time for a kid because A, your dog won't die if you leave it alone for a while, whereas <laughs> your kid might, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, because like sometimes I do kind of go, oh my God, I've been out of the house for five hours and I've forgotten about the dog. Yeah. But like last week the plasterer came over and we locked locked the dog in the dining room <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I better check on her and five hours later she was still in there. <laughs> Like absolutely hating me, um, but look, look. Let's get back to what's important. Right? Are you on Tinder? What's is is Tinder the barren wasteland of men with tigers <laughs> that we dregs think it is of society?
2: So Tinder is a funny thing. When Tinder uh, initially came out, it was just like, oh my god, like you have. Like it's all a these man's people. supermarket Yeah it's like I feel like I'm in Tesco Like going down the aisle It was just as I remember like sitting in um, A restaurant in Dublin And I was talking to my friend And she was showing me her Tinder And I had a really old phone at the time So Tinder wouldn't download onto mine So I was looking at, at my friend. I you
1: upgraded immediately like, 100% went straight no into Carphone Warehouse yeah. And just <laughs>
2: But um, yeah we were going through it And uh, she was just showing me like this You know you go swipe left for no X or right for yes and she was swiping right and she was getting all these matches and like it was just like oh my god this is so easy like it's just a man at your fingertips like that's insane and like people were messaging and everything so I eventually downloaded it and just started chatting to guys and I mean it was easy at first because everyone kind of was like you know testing the waters and dipping their toes in or whatever but I mean it's gotten to a point now where it's just kind of it is a hookup thing for the majority of the of the people on it and nobody really talks to you on it as well and there's a lot of dick pics um and as well tinder these days you have to you don't have to there's a free version but oh you, but you can do you the can, premium you can do the premium apparently there's like you know a thousand likes waiting for you and uh I, i'm sure i'm the algorithm is probably better if you pay for it and you'll probably get
1: well better. so i have a friend who did premium i think mostly because she didn't want because so basically, what I gather is one of the premium versions you pay a certain amount per month, and it means that men only see you if you have already liked them. People only see you if you've already liked right. their pictures. Okay, which means that I presume if you would never see another premium user, then because how would you see them if they hadn't liked you already? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. But she said that she went premium because she didn't want her kind of exes or anybody she knew, or oh, okay. you know her friends' friends or whatever. She just didn't want people in her circle to be like oh I saw you on Tinder or like oh I matched with you on Tinder or, lol but you then know what's what I mean? wrong with that like
2: why why was she so insecure about people seeing her on Tinder everyone's on it it's not
1: like it's a I don't think it was an insecurity thing so much as she just is quite private and didn't okay. want everyone to know her business okay. more than anything else do you know what I mean right Um. so I don't think like because I think like I think she met a previous guy that she was dating on Tinder and had said to people oh we met online so it wasn't a yeah a thing, wasn't a know, thing. Because I think you know because I know people now and actually, um, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody recently who was saying that they met their partner online, but they were like, but I don't tell anyone that. I was like, I find that bizarre. Because I'm that sure so in, like, in five years' time, it's not going to be like that. No,
2: I, I don't even think it's like that now. I my, my,
1: no, like that's rare.
2: Yeah. And my, yeah. M- my best friend met her um, boyfriend. They're going out 10 years and they met online. And this is before Tinder, before Cupid. I, I think it was like another friend. Was it Plenty of hi? Fish? No. Oh, another no, friend? I, like
1: that. Yeah. I met a man on another friend. Didn't end well. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> well. This girl
2: has had like the greatest relationship. Like they're so- a solid couple and um, she's no problems and never had a problem telling anyone that mm. they met online and was perfectly okay with that. But then this was th- like 10 years ago when it was a bit of a, oh my God, you sad person. You met him yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. You know? Why did you have to go online? Oh, You're yeah, yeah, that lonely that you had to resort to that. Whereas now it's, it's almost the opposite way in that if you meet somebody in a pub or if you meet somebody like, you know, if you start going out with your friend or whatever, that's the weird thing yeah everyone kind of it's like oh what what app did you meet on yeah is is the kind of question more so than you know where what pub did you meet in i
1: met my boyfriend in howl at the moon and it is a really like like it is a kind of an odd story because we don't have any friends in common and we don't hang out in the same places yeah so there's no other way that we would have met other than online i think a lot of people assume yeah that we must have met online how long are you together uh four years okay i thought like, what? Four years. Yeah. <laughs> Four long years. Four of the best <laughs> years of my life. Can, um, so can I play with you, Tinder? You can not play with my Tinder. This is my favourite thing to do. I have a friend. And actually, I remember in the early days of Tinder that I was kind of always arguing with friends of mine that I just thought people were too picky. That I was always like, no, because you could see how he'd be a nice guy. You know, like you look at a photo of someone, right? And you're like, mm, I'm not sure if that's my type, maybe. Yeah. But then you're like, well, imagine chatting to that guy at a bar and if he was, like, really funny and charming mm. and witty. And he you'd be like, of course. So yeah. I, just, I just would swipe yes to everyone. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the, see, Tinder as In well life. is, like,
2: um, it, it is a game. Like, when you do match with somebody, it'll come up, uh, you know, it's a match. And then, like, the, there's options then. It's keep playing or chat. So even the word, oh. the fact that they use
1: the word play, it's a game. Like, it's, it's a... Oh, that's interesting. And know. aren't there loads of studies about how, um, how it affects you seeing a match? So there's something about like it sets off dopamine responses in your brain. It so tenders actually addictive because every time you see a match, you get this like little little thrill affirmation. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay, I, mean, me. I have no idea. But so what what have you got your things li- like set to? So okay. your limits. So my thing, right? We're going to my
2: profile. So yeah,
1: what are your upper and lower limits of say age? So my age. What is my age? Um.
2: So settings. Uh, where is it now? So my age range is thirty four to forty six.
1: But thirty four. That's not. That's very.
2: Yeah, Close. I mean, yeah, I'm thirty six, uh, so and I've had experience with uh, younger boys and boys, boys. You know, it's it's a maturity thing. Um, I just I don't think I can go lower than I mean, thirty three a stretch, but well, not not in your Tinder, you not lot. on my Tinder. I don't know forty six, then ten years older than me. Grant should have his life sorted out. Yet, hope doesn't always happen. Mm. Um, so you have a uh, maximum distance thing. So it's 23 kilometers. I'm not really sure where that. That's very specific.
1: Goes. Yeah. Well, you can kind of. Is that like where you can go on a specific bus route? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, listen, I like the 39A and it only goes this far. <laughs>
2: so it's 23 kilometers from here, from wherever I okay, am. OK, OK. And it's men I have it turned on to. And that's. Yeah, so the notifications, new matches, messages, message likes, super likes, all
1: that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, so, great. So that's, that's the important. So, where do I. And, and what way do we swipe for yes and what way do we swipe for no? So, oh, no. I've gone out of it. Okay. I've lost already. Game over. <laughs> Game over.
2: <laughs> so, X and you have a heart and then you have the super like button in the middle.
1: Oh, and, and what happens if you super like someone? If you that's super embarrassing. Like
2: it comes into their profile and it says, somebody has super liked you. And does it tell them who it is? It, doesn't so you so if I get super liked, I'll get a message to say someone has super liked you. So you'll go on and you'll start you'll swipe for a couple of it, and then eventually the guy will come up, and he's kind of be his his picture will have like a blue tinge to say that this guy has super liked you. So then you can match him, and you it's can so start weird, chatting.
1: yeah. have you ever matched someone who super liked you? I feel like that'd be a bit of a turn off. No, I haven't, because normally anyone who ever super likes me, it's
2: just like some, <laughs> <hook> shit.
1: <laughs> okay, so what do we think about Ben? 44, so, he's from Adelaide. Oh, hang on. How do I look at his information? So, yeah, I press so, I. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm actually like my mother on Facebook. <laughs> How do I do this What's now? It? What happens next? Oh, recommend Ben to a friend. Can I not see any information about Ben? So Ben hasn't really given us any information. Oh, Ben works in wine. Ben is... I like
2: that. So you, But you can see, so he's got a couple of photographs and he's just got some random photo of
1: the sky. You know. Is that a finger?
2: What's that? Uh, it looks like wine or
1: something. Oh, okay. Like so yeah, okay. He likes wine. That makes sense. And then a picture of a frog. Well, that's that's original. Are, every, are, are frogs a new thing on Tinder? I mean, it's the first time I've seen it. Yeah, okay, so, so so I like that. So I'm giving Ben points because it's not a tiger. Yeah, this is true. And he's been very explicit about his love for wine. <laughs> I think I'm noping him okay. based on a very shallow... That I just think he looks very cute. Like, he looks very cute rather than sexy. I do like the frog. Yeah. And I like that he likes the wine. But I'm just not sure if I can envision you two together.
2: No, and also I think that photo was probably taken at a wedding.
1: So he goes to weddings. That's Why, I fine. a man who goes to a wedding. I mean, he's he's he no tie on. He, he looks
2: good. relaxed. That's because he's cool, you know. He, ben
1: doesn't need a tie. You know what? As well, Ben has, and I have a big issue with men with questionable facial hair. <laughs> because because a man with questionable facial hair, you know because. Like, your facial hair grows really quickly. Yeah. So if a man has dodgy facial hair, he makes that decision at least every second day. <laughs> at least every second day, he looks in the mirror and he goes, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want beard rush, so. Oh, I had that once. <laughs> okay, so we're no Oh. Now, Leo. Leo's in his tiny, <laughs> tiny pants. <laughs> Leo's 35. He's wearing a crucifix around his neck. Oh, Lord. He's holding a phone and simultaneously taking a photograph with another phone. Yeah. Which means he's a man of mystery, a man of business. And he's wearing teeny tiny... He's at a pool. He's wearing teeny... These are all important. He's wearing teeny tiny... That's, a, that's like a GoPro photo as well. So it's kind of... Oh, it's kind of like fish-eyed. Yeah. So he could be seven foot or he could be three foot. He could be either or. we don't yeah. know. In the next photograph, he's wearing... No, he's wearing a New York Yankees cap and he has a diesel t-shirt. I have a big problem with people who pay to advertise brands on their, <laughs> on their clothing unless it's sports oh um, he loves his GoPro ugh, here's I, another photo of him I'm not he, he's, I'm not convinced Leo I'm sorry with the crucifix yeah. Look at this. he loves that crucifix here he is at the gym with his top off Bluetooth headphones to be fair to him he's a nice body now you know, he keeps he's a very good body and he's a very and he, he knows it yeah he does know it and he's he's cute he, he is has more cute. than one pair yeah, of sunglasses and
2: next you see now this is the last photograph and it's a torso shot so if you were to probably match with him I, I would I would say that he was going to send you a dick pic at some point Okay, well,
1: okay, by that I'm absolutely matching with him. (laughs) We have matched each each other. (laughs) Yes! Oh my god, I'm anticipating a dick within the next three minutes. It doesn't say. Oh no, it says keep swiping, not keep playing. They changed it, so. Yeah, they're obviously onto you. They're like, this is not a game. Dunnica is 35 and he is on On the the subway. He likes to travel, he likes to get out and about. He looks sad. He's got a
2: lot, of, a lot of brow there.
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it. He has a, a serious a mono lot of brow. brow. Like, that's... Ser- that's like, no.
2: oh my God, he's wearing a very weird shirt. That looks like a kind of done special.
1: Like, that looks like the kind of shirt you'd buy for, like, a friend's engagement party. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a fancy shirt that you would buy. yeah.
2: But he's out, you know, he's having the crack with his friends.
1: His eyebrows look better there. I think his he's got his eyebrows did, groomed yeah, there. I think he did. I think this is another wedding. He got the eyebrows groomed special. Yeah. Oh, no. He loves making this face. There's a lot of photographs of him making a, like, poor me face, which means he would definitely be the kind of guy who would go, Tess, will you go out <sighs> to the shop and get me a beer? I'm really hungover. So I'm giving him a no. No. No, Donica, I'm so sorry. David is 37 he went to ucd now there's three people in that photograph david so is definitely david? the guy in the front okay so there's David, 37 there are two owl lads in the back Tests. he's definitely <gasps> well, the young lad. In the uh, front. experience has taught me that it's never the hot guy in the photograph <laughs> it is the hot guy here he is in a photograph with, with a woman. girl yeah and i think that's brave it shows like i'm not afraid to offer out there that i may have been in a past relationship or have a friend who's a woman but
2: why would you put a past relationship on she your tinder profile guinness.
1: she drinks guinness oh, she's wild Oh, no, she's not wild. Well. She's one of the lads. <laughs> Guinness in a pint glass. That's serious. Now, oh, here's another photograph with the seven people. And I definitely can't tell which one is David. No, I have no like, idea. Like from the last photo, none of these men looks like David.
2: Um, I think it's the guy in the green hat, but I can't be sure. No, I think it might be this guy. Oh, right.
1: In the stripe. Like both of those hats are terrible. And oh, here skiing. he is skiing. No. And he's in a hot tub. Can, can we say no to David? Is no. too harsh? I think he's no kind of cute. David. Okay, we're saying. Fergus has a dog. Fergus,
2: you know the way to my heart. Fergus
1: (laughs) is 39, he has a dog, and he likes ga. That's what you can tell from that first photograph. (laughs) I don't even know if that is a ga jersey. That could be like any Rando jersey. Oh. He doesn't know how to take a high-res photograph. (laughs) Take that. that for nothing. See, is that the best photographs he had though? No. You know? You know what this is? So you know I used to work in the Irish Times. (laughs) and frequently we would need people's headshots and we would email them and go can you send us a photograph of yourself and 9 out of 10 times they would send us a photograph they had downloaded from Facebook and this is what Fergus has done right now Fergus Fergus. does not know how to get original photographs from his phone and is just like screenshot or screenshot (laughs) really really terrible blurry photographs from Facebook but like does
2: Fergus not care like his potential wife or whatever is going (laughs) to see
1: these and like is that the first picture that she wants that he wants her to see this Some blurry, blurry photograph of him with a husky. <laughs> or, or, potentially, one of the dogs from Game of Thrones. Technician, you have five common connections. Oh. I won't read them out for privacy reasons. Oh, it's weird that you can recommend Fergus to a friend. You might like this one. I've never actually done that. That I, does make that, it like a weird be, game. Yeah. Um, mm, mm. I'm going to like Fergus because... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we're going that way. Because <laughs> Fergus had a nice smile. Yeah, and yeah. he was smiling in all of his photographs, which I like. But he had a dog, and I like dogs. So. And you like dogs? Do you like Gah? You could learn. Nile, thirty-seven. I like curly hair. He's a, bit a beautiful moody. curly-haired children. He's a bit moody. Oh no, oh. no, he's playing a guitar. No, he he he's ruin the a, house out, party. a house party. No, he absolutely, he's playing. Yeah, John Lennon or Wonderwall. <laughs> that's it. Or what's that other song? The one that's like "Crash Into You" by Dave Matthews Bond. He would ruin a party. <laughs> Peter's thirty-seven and and likes to smoke. And or, Peter rolls really tiny spliffs. Super liked me.
2: Ooh! That's he what that is. a blue tinge. tinge.
1: Okay. So there's a photograph of Peter in front of a very old-fashioned television, smoking either a cigarette or a very, very thin spliff. I think it might be a thin spliff. I think it and might honestly, be. honestly, I admire people who can roll a thin spliff, because mine, <laughs> on the odd occasion that I've rolled a spliff, have been like super tampons. Yeah, oh yeah. Big They're time. They're very yeah, big. Yeah, meet your sister and he's a oh, patriot he likes the Irish flag <laughs> or the Ivory Coast flag upside down upside down oh yeah. he has two pairs of sunglasses and in this pair he looks quite good looking yeah he's alright his shaved head there yeah. like and oh. he likes- <laughs> <laughs> it's a random picture of a bird Aww. and it looks really pissed off <laughs> <laughs> it's an angry bird well, there's another photograph he likes a selfie he does he likes his selfies no I'm not into I'm him not, from my photograph not. now oh. where is that? And there's a photograph of him in front of a castle in some kind of Celtic and he's, twirl, gosh. Celtic swirl. I think this means he's cultured. <laughs> he's into Irish culture. He owns two pairs of sunglasses, likes and birds. He's, he's, oh, maybe three he's, pairs of No. He's a patriarch. He likes bird watching. Patriot. Patriot. Patriarch. He, he, he could be your patriarch. <laughs> and his bio just says, hi, I'm Peter. Oh, my and God. And it's insightful, You know Peter. what's actually decided it for me? It says, hi, I'm Peter with a lowercase p. Which I read that as like, hi, I'm petering out. Oh, that's not a name. That's not a proper name. It's not a capital letter. Okay, bye. Nope, nope to him. Oh, Rodrigo 46. Hello. Does he have a hole in his shirt? Is he a sliver of belly? Perhaps. He likes to eat. I think that's a nacho. Maybe he's taunting us about that whole Doritos thing. (laughs) That's a nice photo. That's a very nice photo. Yeah, I like that now. Rodrigo's very good looking. Oh. Oh, that's mean. I wonder where from. Just Rodrigo's like he's from. better looking in some photos than he is in other photos. That's a nice photo. That is a nice photo. I think we're going to have to say yes to Rodrigo. What
2: does he say? I wouldn't be, Ooh. Able, to, wouldn't be able to describe oh no. myself in a few lines. But as a human being, we share the same basic goals. We all seek happiness and do not want, do not want suffering. Although he's six foot four. So, <laughs> Can I know. just read
1: this out again for emphasis, right? First sentence. I wouldn't be able to describe myself in a few lines, but he's going to try anyway. <laughs> but as human being, we share the same basic goals, colon, we all seek happiness and do not want suffering. Next line, I'm six foot four and in brackets, 184 centimeters. He's very you accurate. talking about his height there now or? He's absolutely <laughs> talking about his height. You absolutely like sicko. <laughs> I liked Rodrigo until I read his bio. Maybe we should just pretend we haven't read that and we should like him. <laughs> sure, give him a no like there. six either, foot huh? four. Six foot four is very tall. If you, I it's mean, a full foot taller than me. So. Not to get ahead of ourselves but if you had kids with him he'd be very worried. <laughs> you'd have to schedule him for a C-section. <laughs> be frightened. Okay, I'm going to like him. Oh, oh, it's a match. Hello. I'm not sure. Like the problem is I could wait here for hours so I'm going to send him a message okay. and say, hey, uh, oh, you have an Android. This is very difficult. I really oh i can't type i really like your blue outfit full stop how are you doing i'm not adding an emoji because i'm not a child we're just going to do one more i'm uh, like i'm just going to say no to alex straight away because his photo doesn't have his head in it he, which we, means he's married no idea what alex looks like and alex is married yeah if, that if, if you were listening to this podcast and you were married to a man who is pictured on the deck of a boat <laughs> wearing a pair of blue tie-dye shorts and a blue CK t-shirt, both of which are wretched, I mean, I feel really sorry for you because that's a terrible outfit, then he's cheating on you on Tinder. <laughs> Was that insensitive? Oh, Dave34 no, Dave. is a doctor. Doctor. Trinity College, Dublin. I bet Dave is not a doctor. I bet Dave is a doctor in training. It's probably a doctor I love. Oh, Dave is look, very he's looking good looking. Very lucky. well in a suit now. He looks very good in that suit. He was definitely somebody's best man, which means he's got friends, <laughs> close friends. Look at him; mm. they laughing nonchalantly. There's a weird low res photo where he's cut off his own nose. But <laughs> mm, he's better looking in photos one and two he than is, he is in photo four. He is. Oh. Photo five is doing a handstand. He could be good at yoga. More cartwheel. Photo six. Ah, I like David. Yeah, I like Dave as well. Okay, what does Dave say about himself? I'm not going to super like him. That's embarrassing. Doctor by day. <laughs> generally sleep at night, biscuits in between. I like Dave. I like Dave as well. Okay, I we're like going to like Dave. What what, 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 hang on, how are we going to feel if Dave doesn't like his back? I mean, you. That's grand. Listen. Mm. Do you feel emotionally block. attached to it now or no? <laughs> no. Not at all. Like, I, I, I haven't used oh, Tinder in it a didn't long come time. Up. I liked him, but it didn't come up. Maybe, maybe he has yet to match with Maybe me. he's yet to see it. Fernando. Can I just, just want to do this forever. <laughs> Much as I'd like to. We can't sit here and Tinder away all night. But... What has been your top, what's been the top Tinder time that you've had, top Tinder date? (laughs) Top
2: Tinder time. Um, I suppose the first actual Tinder date I went on, um, which is terrible now, I forget his name, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) So really memorable. (laughs) So shallow. (laughs) But no, I mean, the first guy I met off Tinder, he was super, super tall. He was from, I think, Amsterdam. And we were both really nervous and we I I remember uh, uh, I polished off like half a bottle of wine before I met him because I was just so
1: nervous The date's great already
2: <laughs> and we met in the black sheep and um, we just got on really really well and he was a really nice guy and I think because it was started of the start of um, the whole Tinder thing as well there wasn't as many assholes as such on it so people were genuinely on it to find love in adverted comments yeah yeah so that was really nice and we hung out a couple of times after that as well and uh, yeah, that was cool. Although he was he was looking for wife number three as I later found out. So hence, that didn't oh no. last. Yeah,
1: yeah. That started out so well. He started out
2: really great. Lovely guy. Really nice fella. But um, I wasn't going to be wife number three. So Rodrigo has sent me a message. Oh, what did he say? Hi, Tess. I'm grand, thanks. Is
1: that it? That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. No questions. Like <laughs> Dating is so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what I found when I used to online date. Just get this message going like, Hi, how are you? Letter you, and you'd be like, no, I'm not responding to that because that is crap. Yeah, like I've written a fucking whole whole long profile, and I need you to engage with me.
2: Partly though, that um, hey is like the like seventy five percent of the first messages sent is, is hey. It's just to say that because well,
1: that's shit. It is shit because what, what do you we're do, all do with single? Hey? Not me,
2: but you. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've had I've had some really great dates out of Tinder. I've had some really bad ones as well. Um, but I mean, it would happen regardless if yeah, it wasn't yeah. on Tinder or not. Um, so, yeah, yeah, bad dates are an inevitable part of yeah, life. That yeah, it yeah. happens.
1: Well, Tess, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on How To Be Sound <laughs> and to talk about Tinder. No problem. And let me play with your Tinder. That's and fine. I think the, the take home for me for How To Be Sound when being single is be more like Tess and less like... Rodrigo
2: <laughs> who was crap yeah rubbish message back
1: are you going to write back to him?
2: Um, well it's phone is flashing again so maybe he wrote another one.
1: Oh, hopefully a better one uh, I like your outfit
2: too I just realised that I don't have my blue outfit anymore how's life in Tinder going?
1: Oh. <laughs> well if he doesn't have a blue outfit I'm not interested anymore forget about forget it forget <laughs> it that was the whole thing that attracted me why didn't you put up that photo that's false advertising
2: unmatch <laughs> yeah oh, oh can you do that? yes you can oh way harsh
1: yeah so you can, like, get that message on match and does he know you've unmatched? Yeah, yeah, <gasps> it'll come
2: up that you're not in his
1: messages anymore.
2: And it's very satisfying, especially if you've had a really shitty date.
1: And does it happen to you a lot? I, yeah, not a lot, but yeah. Oh. I mean, that's... I don't use Tinder oh that much. Oh my God, it would have so. happened to me all the time when I was, I was always just giving out to people. But, like, do you really think that that line's going to work? <laughs> like, does that actually work for you with anyone? Like, do you think that's a good... Ab- anyway, anyway. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. No problem. We're going to take a little break and after the break, I'm going to be talking to somebody who... Uh, unlike Tess, no offence, is actually an expert on love. Why is she talking to me now?
0: (laughs) Meet Your Maker is a podcast about the people who make the things we love, hosted by me, Liam Garrity. In season one, we met composers, anime voice actors, writers on Sesame Street, uh, a geeky priest who restores harmoniums in Cavan. It was nuts. In season two, we are upping the ante.
2: I leapt up from the chair, my hair was dripping dye, and I said, I have to make a phone call! I used to write letters to, you know, say comedians like Janine Garofalo, and they'd write back really nice letters, like, saying, like, you're so mature for a 15-year-old. And in my head, i kind of be like, yeah, like,
3: I could be friends with Janine Garofalo.
0: One of his friends, this older guy, he shakes my hand, and I get up to shake his hand, and then he grabs my hand and pulls me in super close. In my ear, he's like, if you give him any drugs, I'll f***. You. If you want to know what that's all about, Meet Your Maker is out now, wherever you get your podcasts, or see meetyourmaker.ie. That's meetyourmaker.ie. So
1: I'm here at Intro Matchmaking HQ with Intro Matchmaking's Rena Maycock. Rena, thank you so much for coming on How To Be Sound.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: The first thing I want you to know really is, is matchmaking as great as Jane Austen and Alicia Silverstone
3: would have us believe? It's all those things and much more. <laughs> it is your
1: dream job. It, it,
3: well, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a long story. I used to work in radio and uh, wanted to get out of it because things weren't really all that good. And we were out in uh, Gibney's in Malahide one night at a friend's party. And I saw a guy um, standing there, kind of in his early 40s, really well dressed, jeans, sports jacket, clutching this pint to his chest. And I thought he must be waiting on somebody, you know, that you passively kind of notice people half an hour later he was still there then he went up and got himself another drink and then he came back stood there again and Gibney's is not the type of place that you go to on a Saturday night to prop up the bar so I realized he was there on his own had no wingman and was trying to meet someone and I thought that's very brave sweet Jesus like it, yeah. it's very brave and I thought there must be a better way because I like looking at this guy he was an eligible looking guy and I was thinking I've definitely got five or six friends I could set him up with So it got me thinking about it. I used to do a bit of uh, amateur matchmaking with friends because, truth be told, I like to congratulate myself but uh, (laughs) making people happy. And uh, I look for thanks all the time. And uh, I just, uh, you know, said to Fergal, I was like, look, there might be something in this. We looked into it. There were a couple of matchmaking agencies out there, but nothing, nobody that was really kind of doing it properly for a living. So we decided. Ready to pop the
0: question. Just set intro up
3: so it may not have been a dream the dream had always been to kind of own our own business and then we kind of thought what better way you know to wake up every morning and try and make people's dreams come true and I said no it sounds very flowery and fluffy and in, in reality it hasn't really worked out that way it does sometimes and for all of the times that it, you know it does work out and it's really successful and it's a really warm and fuzzy feeling it, it, it keeps us buoyed and keeps us kind of going on but and it's not easy
1: so what's the like average success rate
3: it works for about one in four people. Okay. And that sounds high, but it doesn't work for three out of four. No, so, one in
1: four is higher than I would have thought, to yeah, be yeah, well,
3: we think it's it's high. And it's that high because we turn away a lot of people. It oh, sounds why? Like it, it turn, why? It sounds terrible. Well, you see, naively, like I said, when we opened up the business, we took everyone on. And if we thought that their requests and their expectations seemed quite reasonable on the grand scheme of things, we took them on in good faith. And they gave us their money and we made them, you know, a certain level of promises. And we realised very quickly that what we may have thought would have been realistic expectations and realistic things to look for, they ended up not being. And, you know, you start looking into very boring and dull things like census results and all that kind of thing to try and figure out reasons why things don't seem to be quite clicking the way you thought they would. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a, a bold example. Education. Women in Ireland tend to stay longer in education and do slightly better than men. And it's just one of those things. It's an Irish thing. And men get drawn towards trades, farming, all that kind of stuff. So statistically for every one professional woman in Ireland, there's only 0.6% of a professional man. Oh, So women were coming to us and they were saying, I've got a PhD. I would expect that, you know, whoever I matched with would have the same type of educational standard. And we'd go, yeah, sure.
1: And logically speaking, that's not going to happen for everybody. It's not going to happen.
3: Yeah. So we realised, and then also if you, if you turn it on its head and you look at men, men, once they tip over 37, 38, become obsessed with age. In a lot of cases... It's their only criteria. Just get me someone that's an awful lot younger. Someone look for 15, 20, even 30 years younger. So we have to turn those guys away because we couldn't turn around to a 35-year-old client and say, we've got a great 60-year-old for you. She'd go to uh, Joe Duffy and she'd be right. (laughs) She'd go to Joe Duffy. Yeah, she would. i am going to Liveline. Of course she would. And she'd be right too. So we kind of figured out through through trial and error what was the acceptable barrier for, for women. And so now when women call us and they're kind of over 37, 38, we say, look, you must be willing to date men up to maybe, you know, seven, eight or nine years older at the very most.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you majority, to say seventy. No, no,
3: no, no. Okay. The majority of women will think that's okay. But some yeah. will think, and if I had a euro for every woman that rang and said, oh, I'm 51, but I look 41. And all my friends tell me I look 41. Um, so I'd like to meet a younger man. It's like, look, I don't doubt you. I'd say you probably do look 41. But we are the age we are and then become so obsessed with big age gaps that we just can't it's do so it. It's so weird.
1: That's, yeah. I mean, that's something that I'm especially interested in from a personal point of view. Right, I have a lot of conversations with friends. One of my friends was trying to tell me last night that her two babies, that they have totally different, uh, basically, biologies in terms of what's in their nappies because of their gender. Right? So She's like, no, 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 it's very different. Like the boy does this and the girl does this. And I was like, that's, I don't <laughs> think that's true. But when it comes to matchmaking, do you see a big difference in how men and women approach love and, and how men and women, well, like what their priorities are, you know, what they're looking for in a partner?
3: <clears throat> yeah. Um, women, I tend to find, and I, I really don't want to be sounding like I'm coming down hard on women because I think women have a raw deal in Ireland because they do have the, these expectations to date someone their own age, date someone of the same educational standard as they have, which seem reasonable in the which, real world. Which, I mean,
1: I, I would argue are reasonable. Of course they're reasonable.
3: I mean? Absolutely, of course they're reasonable. And as a 38-year-old woman, I feel bad for having to break the news to women. Like, this is what you have to kind of deal with. And I feel bad that Lima's here and he's going, God, they're my, my, the guys are letting us down. You're letting the side down. But realistically, they're not. Because on the, other, on the flip side of that, you don't have to have a PhD to be intelligent. So, you know, I know farmers out there that are on our books and they buy and sell you. You know, Alan Sugar never went to school, never went to college, mm. you know. So there's all these examples of guys that are really bright and they've got an awful lot to offer. But unfortunately, on paper, they're reduced to the the educational standard of the, the academic qualities that they have. So I don't mean to sound like I'm coming down hard on women. It's just these are things in Ireland. These are socioeconomic issues mm. that, you know, we're, we're presented with. But... Women do tend to come to a process like this with a list. You know, they've got criteria, they've got boxes that they want ticked. They've paid close attention because most women are quite pragmatic. They're goal orientated and they know how to, when they see a goal, whether that's looking for a master's or looking for a, a, a new career or looking for a relationship, they'll approach it in a very pragmatic way and they'll write a list. They'll say, what steps do I need to take to get what I want here? Mm. Um. Whereas guys don't, they tend to just say, I want a woman that's younger, <laughs> or I want a woman that has no kids, or I want a woman that does have kids because I've got kids. They'll tend to think in much more broad kind of terms. And once you can meet that rough term, they can more or less be, you know, reasonably happy with that. And they'll, they'll meet at the very least and they'll leave the rest up to chance Women quite often will put boundaries in their own way because they'll say, "Right, in my experience, I dated a guy that okay. was, um, you know, he had kids, and I didn't have kids, and it presented a problem. Or I therefore dated, I don't want to meet therefore that's, has that's kids. not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I dated a smoker before, you know, I couldn't get him to give up smoking. I hate smoking. I had a parent that died of a smoking-related illness. I'm not dating a smoker. And they're all realistic things. they they're all everybody is entitled to their idiosyncrasies. However, matchmaking comes down to a numbers game. So, if you got a lady that's sitting opposite you and saying, "I, do, I won't date a smoker," I just have, you know, a really important reasons for that. We'll always say that's absolutely fine. If you want that as a deal breaker, that's fine. However, twenty-two percent of Irish people smoke. So you're
1: twenty-two percent. Yeah, that's so high. So
3: you're reducing your pool of potential options by almost a quarter. So of all the guys that we have on our books, which are thousands, however, if you're taking out a quarter of them. You need to be just prepared for the fact that it may take longer to find your matches. Yeah, and your Mister Right may be in that quarter that you'll never hear of. So as long as it matters to you a lot, that's fine. Leave it in there. But if it's just a bit of a kind of a, I prefer a non smoker yeah. because I'm not really wild about the smell of it. I would probably leave that out of your deal. Uh, your deal breakers or preferences.
1: And like, what do you think makes a good match? Because I think, I mean, this what this is what strikes me as being the most difficult part of your job. Because when I think about say me and, and the guys that i 've gone out with they 've all been wildly different, mm. or when I think about my friends and their boyfriends, and I would never have thought to put them you know to put them yeah. together or I would never have imagined that this mm. would be the perfect match or or you know when people break up and i 'm equally surprised going I thought that they were going to be together forever, yeah, and so like I mean how do you what do you look for when you're matching people? Is it just a really practical thing that you're going? we're looking for people who kind of match up on paper, and then after that it's up to chemistry and whims if you know what I mean yeah
3: you have instincts and at times um we've been guilty probably of trying to twist people's arms because we just feel like we know and that sounds like a really arrogant thing to say but the unfortunate thing is and we get asked this a lot what qualifies you to be a matchmaker well there isn't a degree course in matchmaking you know if in terms of psychology you can go down that route if you wish but you can get lost in it um, we have both Fergal and I, my husband, who, run, who runs the company with me. We're both salespeople. We came from a sales background. He sells houses. I used to sell advertising. So we're used to dealing with people and changing our personalities to adapt to everybody that calls us and all the different clients that we have. So we've learned over the years how to spot two personalities that are going to get on. Now there's six of us here in intro, and everybody has that one thing in common: good interpersonal skills. And I don't mean to slap myself on the back and saying that. Most people do have good interpersonal skills, but we do get an instinct. And after doing it for such a long time, we can spot quite often. I might be sitting opposite Rosemary and doing your interview and you might be giving me all the details about your hobbies and interests. And immediately I might think, "Jesus, I've got a great guy, Patrick, for her. And as I'm going through the interview with you, I'm going, God, I don't think he fits the bill as far as she's concerned. Okay. But I'm going to try and make her go on that date because I think they'll make a great match and sometimes it's just simply about personality it's not about the fact that you play tennis every Saturday and you'd love someone that plays tennis or um that he's a non-smoker and you love a non-smoker all those things do matter but sometimes it's more than that I'll give you an example I had one guy uh he was a farmer and he came in and he was one of the most lovely farmers. men a lot of farmers because they, they just there aren't don't that many women on the have farm the opportunity yeah. yeah I mean the way Ireland is structured now, women leave the small towns and go to yeah. Dublin or Cork or Galway or Limerick. They go to cities, they get educated and they stay there to be professionals. And then the guys stay home, largely. And, the farm. Yeah. and this is another thing that we have to kind of get people to do is travel. Everybody yeah. has to meet somewhere in the middle because there's more available women in urban areas, more available I in for rural farm. areas. I've
1: seen those calendars.
3: Road frontage, That's all you need. It's all you need. <laughs> so this guy came in and he was a lovely, lovely man. Do, ever meet someone and they just want to make you cry they're so nice this guy came in and immediately i loved him and he said that i don't want to give anything out that's too identity revealing his brother and his then girlfriend were having an affair (gasps) and they were getting married and this guy shared the farm with the brother gonna go to the wedding he was going to the wedding
1: oh i'd burn it all
3: down and he said i just want to meet someone so that i don't have to be on my own at that wedding and I was like oh sweet mother
1: I'd honestly, so, I'd pay for someone <clears throat> I'd pay for like fucking Victoria's Secret model to come me to that wedding l-
3: look at <laughs> he just was such That's a lovely so lovely guy and I just I came away from that meeting thinking I'm going to move hell and high water just to make this happen for him and coincidentally his second date he went on his first date this lady's second date and she was a nurse lecturer and she had said she would prefer somebody educated And between the jigs and the reels, they went out on a date. I had to twist her arm to go out with him because he didn't have the education. They went out. They are now married. And we were invited to do uh, a piece on the Pat Kenny show. But they wanted us to bring on with us people that had met through intro. And we can get nobody to do testimonials. Not not real ones. They'll do written testimonials and say, change my name. And that's what we put on the website. Mary
1: from Cork. Yeah, Yeah,
3: because Ireland hasn't moved on that way. yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So we rang her up and said, listen, we'll call her Mary. Mary, would you mind doing a testimonial? And she said, yeah, I'll come on, but just don't use my name. And as it happened, it conflicted with she herself and the husband were going to Wimbledon and they were on centre court on the day and then, so they couldn't do the pack anything. But what she said to Fergal on the phone was, um, it was really interesting for me and humbling for me because I went into intro and I asked and I expected to get a red bike. And I came away with a blue bike, but it was a bike all the same. So her expectation was, and she thought that she knew what was going to suit her. And if all those boxes that she wanted ticked were ticked, that would be her dream man. And then we twisted her arm into going out with somebody that she thought was wholly unsuitable. But she went anyway because she was a nice person. And she believed in the service. And she went out and she got the right guy. But most of her boxes weren't ticked. So what we're always trying to do with two people is... Well, keeping in mind their criteria, and of course they can refuse a date if they want. If we have an instinct for a match, we'll always put that forward. Some yeah. people believe in it, some people don't. And they'll say, no, I'm not prepared to do that because my boxes aren't ticked. And that's fine, each to their own, you can't force anyone. But what we're always trying to do, and the real struggle is, trying to fit two people together, two people opposite each other that are equally as happy to be there. There's no point in send, sending Angelina Jolie out with Danny DeVito because Danny will have a great date. Angelina will go insane. So
2: well, he's very funny.
3: He is very funny. But will she want to get into the bedroom? Probably not. So we're always trying to make that fine balance happen. Two people that are equally as happy to be there. Are either of them going to be elated? Maybe not. But they might get on and chemistry yeah. will thrive. So it's always about creating that environment under which chemistry might thrive.
1: And what do you ask people in the quiz? Well, you know
3: what I mean? you, we, we do all your standard stuff. So all your profile, okay. what height are you, what age are you, what do you do for a living? What's your education? Do you smoke? What's your religion? Is it important? Okay. Um, do you have kids or no want kids or no? They're all the fundamentals. Okay. Then we move on to hobbies and interests and you tell me what you do to enjoy yourself. So it might be, you might be mad at the theater. Most people, in fact, when we ask that question, they say, I'm not very interesting. So we'll probe. We'll just ask a few yeah. questions. and, and. and before the end of the interview, they have actually realised that they're much more interesting than they might think and they do an awful lot more than they might think they do. But the real question, there are two things, three things that shape probably how we will match you. One is what are your preferred qualities in a partner and we leave it open. Right. You just tell us. And what do you not want in a partner? That can be as important as what you do want in a partner and what's your relationship history because quite often the, the relationship history will be reflected in what you do or don't want in a partner. Um preferred when you when people are giving us their preferred qualities in a partner if they reach down to the bag or into the pocket for a list we know it's going, to be, it's going okay. to be a catastrophe it's going to be a catastrophe
1: so i'll tell you mine so my preferred qualities in a partner are uh funny generous not necessarily financially but like generous with their time yeah. and not not kind of penny pinching or not like dividing the bill with their calculator you know what i mean <clears throat> um Somebody who is interesting, kind of interested in world affairs, I guess smart, um, likes film. I mean, my hobbies, I basically just go to the cinema and watch Netflix and YouTube, like the internet.
3: The internet is my main hobby. <laughs> yeah.
1: And what do I not to I applaud your partner? honesty.
3: Usually people are trying to... Pad out their hobbies and interests.
1: Oh no! Well, I actually think With about this a lot because I'm like, the Camino. Do? Well, no, I mean, I'm,
3: I do train, but I don't really
1: consider fitness a hobby because, well, I think being in the gym is kind of boring. Like, I do it to enjoy the rest of my life. If you yeah, know what I mean, it's a necessity. Um, what do I not want in a partner? I don't want anybody who is even. Oh yeah, I don't want a man who balks at the idea of being a feminist. No, sh- no chauvinistic qualities. No sexist jokes. Mm. Preferably. Didn't go to an all boys rugby school. Although my boyfriend did go to an all boys rugby school. <laughs> He's the exception that proves the rule. Um, and then what was, what was, what, what was the last one? Oh, my relationship, relationship history. history yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So I'm a serial monogamist. I've been in a three, two, three year, no, two, three year relationships, a four year relationship and a year and a half.
3: Yeah. Relationship. So you're capable of being in a relationship. And yes. Do you have a type of all those monogamous relationships? Do they all fit a mold?
1: Um they probably are all very kind, uh tall and I would say quiet but not shy. Mm. So I tend to be the louder one in the relationship if sure. you know what I mean. Okay, so tell me now. Who would you set me up with? Is it a farmer?
3: Uh no, not necessarily. I'd probably go for somebody uh, a bit arty. Um not necessarily. But having said that, there are farmers that just because they farm for a living. Oh yeah, of course, of course. They, they, don't, they shouldn't really be kind of... And that's, that's the problem that we have. People tend to be shoved into a box, depending on what they do for a living. Because if you think about it, when you go on Tinder or when you... All that. You get someone's first name, you get their age, and then the next bit of information that everybody wants to occupation. know is what do they do for a living? Because yeah. they, they want to know how that sums that person up. And it's one of the battles that we have because what someone does for a living, 40 hours a week, does not you know, it's not the sum total of that person. They're about all those other things as well. And I mean,
1: obviously if you're a farmer as well, like, are you a farmer because you're really interested in agriculture? Are you a farmer because you love animals? Are you a farmer because you're very loyal to your family? And that's what your family's always done. There are so many different facts. Like I'm from Kildare, so I'm from Hmm. not a farming background, but a farming area. And there are so many different types of people, even within Hmm. one family that I would know who've gone into farming, but you wouldn't say, you know, Dave is
3: exactly like Mark because they're totally different people. Correct. Look, preaching to the converted here, you know, we know all this, um, but it does tend to be something that we have to, it's a, it's a battle for us it's to, to try and kind of say, look, just because somebody does this doesn't mean they're X, Y, yeah. and Z. The things that you've asked for are fairly standard. You know, you've asked for a good sense of humor. Most women ask for that. When we say to people, what do you not want in a man? When we say this to women, the number one thing they say is I don't want someone tight fisted number 1 because it says That's so much more about a guy it means generally they think it means that they're mean spirited uh, mean in more ways just than than just simply financially and it says they're not a generous kind hearted person as yeah. far as they're concerned um and in truth it can mean that about yeah. some guys but it's the number one thing that women don't want
1: but it's funny as well because i i am the i, I am the exact opposite of a tight person in mm. that I will just, I burn money. You know what I mean? That I'm like, I have money in my bank account, so I need to spend yeah. it. So I actually probably need somebody, not necessarily who's like, we're not, you know, I'm not paying for for this, you know, glass of wine because I mm. didn't, you're the one who drank it or whatever. Yeah. But somebody who's a little bit more, a little bit less look. You know what I mean? Who's a little bit more careful because otherwise we'd be fucked. <laughs> basically.
3: There'd be no saving for a house anyway. No. Um,
1: but yeah, if he's got a farm, maybe I don't need to worry about that. Exactly. But that's a guarantee. It right, it as, far as, as far as I'm concerned,
3: everyone should be going for farmers. Why not? <laughs> red frontage. Um, yeah, I mean, I can think off the top of my head, and I don't meet everybody at intro, but I can think off the top of my head probably three guys that you might be interested in. Um, they fit the mold in terms of their good, good sense of humor. A lot of the guys that come to us It's either because socially they don't get any any opportunity to get out there and meet anybody Mm. or else they might be that little bit shy. So a lot of them would fit that kind of typical mold that you have where, you know, they're a little bit quiet or a little bit shyer than you might be. And and that's what stops them. You know, they're going out with their friends, but they can't get up the courage to do the approaching. I don't envy guys that are going out to pubs on a Saturday night. You know, the number of times I've seen a guy pluck up the courage to go up and talk to a girl and then be unceremoniously shoved away and just, who do you think you are? How could you come up to me? Why do you think I'd be interested in you? Women can be their own worst enemy because, you know, and here's the problem, in my view. Guys tend to go for women that they think aren't available. It's just an inherent thing. They, They don't go for the girl that's obviously sitting there kind of going, oh God, I'd love to be talked to, looking around kind of. They go for the girl that's absorbed in conversation with her friends that doesn't seem to be interested in him. And he's going, oh, great, that'll be a nice chase. And then he goes over and approaches her. And chances are, she's got a boyfriend. She's out with her girlfriend, her best friend that she hasn't seen in six months. They just want to be left alone. Mm. So there's a, there is an element of frustration there when these guys keep coming up, tapping them on the shoulder, trying to talk to them. And yeah, I've, I can understand that, of course, that can be frustrating and it can end up with, for God's sake, just leave me alone. But these guys, you know, you have to remember, they spend probably as much time and effort as you and I do when we're going out on a Saturday night. They certainly invest as much in terms of putting their, uh, being vulnerable. You know, they're putting on the nice shirt, they're having the shower, they're having the shave, putting on the nice shirt, looking in the mirror and saying, yeah, go on out there. You know, you're a sex (laughs) machine. yeah. Yeah, you can do this. Uh, and building themselves up and then going out and then
1: fucking Egypt picking the girl like why don't don't they look around and find the girl who looks like she wants to have a chat that's
3: their problem I think it's just bloody instinct I think they just want it men just want a chase I really want to ask Liam whether he is a (laughs) If yeah. you
1: want this Liam Liam and I used to actually date.
3: No way. Yeah,
1: he was one of my tall, quiet men. <laughs> I really this conversation. Poor Liam. There's a whole there's a whole YouTube video about how how we managed to date and break up and then stay friends. Oh, it's very informative for anybody who's wondering how to be friends with their ex. Fantastic. But listen, so so last but not least, it's mm. it's Valentine's Day. Right? Actually I was gonna say if you're not out being loved up, you're at home being annoyed. But actually I'd say most people are at home being annoyed, whether they're in a relationship or not, just going Valness is stupid and all the restaurants are booked out and everything's very expensive, or Valne's is stupid and I'm single. If you could give somebody male or female three tips on
3: yeah.
1: how to get out of like how to get out of being single, what what, what would you recommend?
3: Don't give up. So <clears throat> do something. The biggest the biggest barrier for people in Ireland is procrastination. So, we would have people. I'll give you an example. We were on the Late Late Show five years ago. We still get people calling us and saying, I saw you on the Late Late Show five years ago. And it's like, <laughs> why have you been thinking about it for five it years? On list to like Come call on, intro. You know, do something. There are so many, it's never been easier to meet people in Ireland. You, mm. you literally, you're tripping over ways to meet people. You can do it from the comfort of your own ha- couch with no makeup on, in your sweats. You can meet new people. So, just do something. Don't lose hope. Dating can be hard. It is difficult. And particularly, you know, with the likes of free dating sites, Tinder, all that kind of stuff. It works for a lot of people, but there's a, you need to have quite a thick skin yeah. for it. So you need to expect rejection. And as human beings, we're not designed to expect rejection. Yeah. We don't like it. We're not comfortable with it. It's hard to deal with. So unless you expect that, you're going to get a nasty shock when you go online dating. But as long as you expect it, and expect that it's going to be hard work somewhat. Then it's going to be easy peasy for you. So just doing something, setting up an online dating profile, calling intro, go out, tap all your friends up for introductions, you know, all of those things. Just do something, don't sit on your hands. Because quite often, the older you you get, the longer you leave it, the older you get, the more set in your ways you become. We find it yeah. all the time. You know, people in their 20s and 30s are, you know, easy breezy about you know, traveling an hour to meet somebody. They're like, yeah, yeah. fine, fuck it, why wouldn't I? Whereas people that are kind of like, you know, 60 and been single all their lives, are like, oh no, geez, they need to be within five miles of me. I wouldn't drive at night. But so, there
1: is also the thing that you get into like, I like on, on Friday nights I go to the pub and I have two drinks and then I come home and on Saturdays I go to do this. and on, so, you know, Do you know what I mean? The older yeah. we get, the more into a, into a routine we get and the more yeah. difficult it is to break out of that. Yes. And to want to break out of that.
3: And you don't you forget to realise how rigid and unrealistic you're being to have the expectation that somebody else is going to move all of their life To fit in with yours and just wrap their lives around yours. Compromise is always going to be necessary. Yeah. So, and then realistic expectations is the third thing. Always, always sit down, have a very good look at yourself in the mirror. And this sounds very grim and it sounds it's an awful thing to say, but people often we find they'll have this list that they want to achieve. So I'll give you an example. I want somebody that's fit and lives a healthy lifestyle and eats healthier coming from somebody that's clearly four stone overweight. Now, you cannot have double standards like that. If you want, you need to understand what you're bringing to the table. If you are saying, I want someone young, fit and healthy, are you young, fit and healthy?
1: Or who do you think is worse for that, men or women? Like for having kind of unrealistic expectations?
3: Oh, uh, men, particularly when it comes to the age thing. Um, and then women, women quite a bit of the time. We had one lady who came up. Um, she rang us and she said, you know, I'm 56 or whatever, but I'm a very young 56. I'd like someone who's, you know, young, fit and, you know, um, exciting, you know, loves life. And we used to be in Dawson Street there. And um, we had a set of stairs not unlike the one that you just had to climb here uh, in our current office.
1: That was, a, that was a pretty serious climb. It is, yeah. Who needs yeah. a gym?
3: It's all just so we can save what money is on gym Georgian membership.
1: Those steep steps, I don't know.
3: I know. Um, so this lady, when we buzzed her up, we were standing at the top of the stairs and we were going, where is she? And she came up on two crutches. She'd walk in, she hadn't broken her leg. She walked with walking sticks because she was so heavy.
1: Oh, because she was just a bit immobile from... She was immobile.
3: Yeah. And she said, well, I like, to, um, I like to walk a lot and I like to do this. And we were like, okay. And she's saying well not at the moment not now but i used to like walking a lot but it's years since she did anything active but then her expectations the idea she had of herself herself was her five years ago before she had health issues and um and then she wouldn't deal with that Uh, uh, we we called her with a guy who had um, arthritis in his neck and she wouldn't date him because she was thinking no he's, he's not gonna be able to keep up with me it's like what what are you talking about so realistic expectations are extremely important having a good hard look in the mirror and saying what do I bring to the party and how how are they going to be happy with me because you have to remember when you're dating somebody there are two people involved and both need to be pleased so the unfortunate thing quite often can be we find sometimes that people can you know come to the dating process they pay their membership of intro they go out on a date and sit and wait to be entertained sit back quietly and say so well I've paid my money as well. I, you know, I'm in this process. You need to please me as well. People forget that they think that they're the only ones that have anything that you know that need to be pleased. Yeah. And that that they're kind of sitting down and there going, as well. okay,
1: like entertain. upon me why I should go out yeah. with you again, kind of thing. Why would
3: I be bothered with you? Yeah, yeah. Rather
1: than the other way around. So God, love isn't easy.
3: Love is not easy. Not it's not easy, but you need to just do something. Don't lose hope. And we we did an Morak study there recently, and fifty two percent of people of singletons over twenty five had lost hope of ever meeting anybody over twenty five. Over twenty five. Now, I want to know what twenty five or twenty six year old has had such a bad dating experience um, that they would say, "I never, I am never going to meet my special someone." That's grim. That's really grim. I mean, I, you know, people say to me all the time, "Do you believe in the one?" I do, but many ones. I think there are many ones for people I do I think yeah, it's, no, I it's like absolutely show, yeah. possible to fall in love with three or four different people in your lifetime or more it depends on what stage you're at in yeah, life yeah
1: yeah and I suppose you have to be open to it as well
3: you have to be open Which to means. it you have to be open to like it like that
1: episode of Sex and the City where it's like but are you really out there mm. are you really really yes. out
3: there yes but stop putting barriers in your way people put barriers in their way all the time Oh, I mean, he has to be this or she has to be that and then overlooking everybody else you know, I used to have a thing for tall guys, right? So I'm 5'10". And I used to only go for guys that were kind of six foot and above because otherwise I felt like a dude. Mm-hmm. I'd feel just really androgynous. So it, he had to be big and make me feel like a dainty little girl. And that was hard because the average height of a man in Ireland is 5'7 and a half. What? Yep. So And the average height of a woman is 5'5". five. five. So we, seven and a half? 5'7 <coughs> and a half, yeah. Some studies put it at 5'7", some put it at 5'8". We split the difference. 5'7 and a half. Oh my God! So, I always had a bit of difficulty, you know, finding guys. I would walk into a club and I would only see guys that were there and above. I wouldn't. It wouldn't even cross my mind to register anybody that was below six mm. foot. And then I was introduced to Fergal, and he's five nine and a half. So he's probably, he's like a half inch shorter than me. And I won't lie. It took me a while to reconcile with that. Poor Fergal. Hey, poor Fergal. Don't worry, he loves himself. It's fine. Um, but. It was a it was a good hard chat I had to have with myself about my expectations because really that was my only you know criteria for a guy
1: yeah and that is quite a strict
3: it's a strict criteria you know what
1: I have a friend who's five Mm. foot three or five foot four and she will only date men who are five foot eleven ish or above or like she really likes six footer I know but I'm always going like you're the one who needs to go out with the five foot five guys mm-hmm. because they're the ones who aren't getting any from any be- do you know what i mean that i'm exactly. like, like loads of women have a really big thing in their head about height and i never have i consider myself an equal yeah. opportunities dater <laughs> like i honestly height like hair color skin color i don't care like anyway i mean obviously i'm very discerning but i don't care about any of that but she is really really yeah. strict on this mm. and i'm like you're really ruining it for the short men you should be
3: going out with and she's ruining for the tall girls
1: yeah, because like, she's don't forget all the men. women, like
3: Roisin inside is six foot and like you know, tall women are becoming far more popular. <laughs>
1: now, that being said, my sister is, I think, five eleven, so she'd mm. be the same height as you. And her husband is, I think, five seven or five eight. And she has oh. just maybe we were both obviously brought up to just be very unshallow. Because I love she's how never cared she about she's never cared about height either. And she wears heels and she you know what I mean? She's not like, mm. Oh, I can't wear heels because he's shorter than I am. She just wears whatever she wants. Yeah. And he doesn't care and she doesn't care. Do you
3: know what I mean? It's just not yeah. an issue.
1: I'm like, why would it be? It's kind of a mad thing to be obsessed with. do you know
3: that's one problem that we have actually we uh, admittedly as an agency we don't even consider guys that are shorter than women oh really don't even wouldn't even cross our mind to consider it a match
1: oh wow because we so get it's so uh, limiting for tall yeah
3: women. so we because we get such a bad response even when we call women with guys that are the same height and oh, what about an men taller. about
1: women who are taller do they have an issue with that or do they care
3: they generally don't care okay you would th- what surprised me actually about guys when we opened this agency, I thought they'd all be coming in with their big list of mm. shallow, um, I want uh, six foot blonde, I want skinny, I want this. It's rare actually that men even mention physicality. Oh. Rare. Some will so say, well, you. It's show,
1: it's fucking women's magazines and it's more in our head. Do you it, know what oh I mean? Yeah. So conditioned to think oh, that this is yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some guys, when they go on a date, in feedback, they might say, listen, I'd prefer somebody a little bit slimmer if you're talking about somebody that's, you know, a little bit overweight or whatever. Yeah. And you kind of take that on the chin and say, okay, fine, fair enough. You know, he's a thin guy or whatever it is. Whereas, yeah. you know, if he wasn't, we'd be kind of laying the smack down, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Um, but generally they don't. They'll use code at times and say, I'd like a woman that looks after herself.
1: <laughs> that's like such a simple We read code, between guys. the lines, yeah. you know.
3: Um, but in reality, women in Ireland do look after themselves
1: oh yeah they they're do, very yeah. well
3: preserved they really <laughs> are like, like
1: lemons at Christmas we
3: like one of the best looking women we ever had was a lady called Derville and she was 53 and she was phenomenal every new, new uh, employee that we would have in the company we would present them with her picture and say what age do you think she is and invariably be 35 she was phenomenal looking and a lot of the women are women in Ireland Please are really tell me she
1: ended up with like a nice dentist Somebody very wealthy, could like jet set. A retired doctor.
3: Yeah, um, no, he wasn't retired. Um, I think he was a trader, off the top of my head. Okay, I think fine. he was a trader. I'd like that, and a very very nice guy. But the women, generally in Ireland, and this is another kind of imbalance that we have. Women really look after themselves. They go do to love the our gym. Blow yeah, yeah.
1: They get their nails done. Precisely. What are men doing?
3: they're to the pretty slow to, to, to pick up the old fitness uh, mantle some of them are great but you know the majority well have, sure if they farm paunch. they're grand
1: heavy lifting
3: yeah and heavy eaten. Eaten?: yeah so butter and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff Listen, so, oh my god this, this farm farming
1: is. sounds better the more i hear about it <laughs> i know I'm, like, sounds great. I'm drawn to it as well go down there eat the spuds yeah, yeah 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 get fed yeah, it'd be great. Well, Rena, thank you so much for coming on to talk My to pleasure. me about all things love and matchmaking. How can people get in touch with you or get in touch with Intro
3: if they want to? Well, they can go to uh, intro.ie or they can call us. We're here on Grafton Street. The number's on the website. It's um 0 but we're nationwide. We have people from all 32 counties, age 22 to 84, and all ages in between. So, anybody. We have someone for anyone. There's 2 million single people in Ireland. 2, two million. 2 million? Yeah. How many people are in Ireland altogether? There's like what f- four point God. something, something like that. Yeah, four two million, and that includes single, separated, divorced widows. If
1: that's encouraging or depressing? Because I feel like when my single friends go out, they're like, "Where mm. the fuck? There's no single men anywhere." They're obviously all down the country. Not yeah. not to, not yeah, to generalize. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. They are, or else they're just not bother- bothering going out. So the difference between men and women is that women will still support their single friends because their relationships are not. Oh, yeah. Men, once they pair off, that's the wingman gone. They don't mind their single friends. So invariably the single guy or you know one or two of them that are left in a group don't have anyone to go out with on a Saturday yeah. night.
1: But I also think when they do go out, they're going out specifically to have a lads night out without their partner. So they're like, I'm, well, we're not looking for him, we're not speaking to him and we're just going out with the lads. In the zone. So, yeah. yeah, so they're not being the wingman going, go and chat her up. They're like, don't even look at a woman. Exactly. We're at a lads night out. I haven't seen
3: you in two months. We're getting plasters. Oh, I
1: love to generalize about
3: men. Mm, me really, too.
1: Rita, thank you so much. <laughs> So much for listening to this episode of How to Be Sound. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, that you will go onto iTunes and leave a review and give it as many stars as you deem worthy, but don't do one, because like that's lame. Um, if you really, really love how to be sound and you want to help support the work that I'm doing, I would really appreciate if you would go onto my Patreon, it's patreon.com/slash how to be sound and pledge a little donation. You can pledge $3.33 a month in dollars up to $9.99 and you get different perks including a very exclusive mini-sode to go with each episode where I talk about a whole range of different things that you're currently missing out on. Thanks so much as well to my beautiful producer Liam whose podcast Meet Your Maker is out now. It's on series two and I actually would recommend starting from the beginning because it's really really fun. The episodes are great you can catch me at rosemarymccabe.com and at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac on all forms of social media except Snapchat because I'm over that now. Thanks so much and I'll catch you next time. Let's